Hello, everyone. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by my Patreon. I have a Patreon community. I'm very excited to share it with you all. In my Patreon community, I have workshops around conscious leadership, anti-racism work, intentional well-being, intentional, joyful, mindful movement. I have a wonderful journal to keep you on track for your own personal well-being. We do conversations. There's a book club and a reading list and merch. We have the cutest merch over on Patreon. So I'm going to thank myself for sponsoring this podcast. You can check me out at www.patreon.com forward slash Diane Bondi. I hope to see you there. Welcome to an impromptu intentional well-being podcast. As we are rolling up on the holidays, I am looking out in the world and I have some thoughts. So I thought I'd just jump on here and share my thoughts. I don't know how you feel about these kind of podcasts, but no prep, no research. But here I am. I wanted to share with you a situation I had happen to me on Instagram. So I'm going to go ahead and open my Instagram so I can be accurate with my conversation. I don't know about the rest of you, but I have been watching uh, Megan and Harry's conversations, right? Like what's going on with them on the uh, on their Netflix series. And I ran across a creator here on Instagram uh, that had a pretty interesting take on them, having not watched the pod or not the podcast, have not watched the documentary series. And I thought it's interesting. I think if you're going to critique someone based on something that you should actually get a fuller perspective, but to each their own. I'm not judging people for not um, watching the uh, Netflix series because, you know, you you can watch what has unfolded in the media and, you know, have a critique of that. But it was interesting to have them talk about their lived experience on the podcast. And a couple things stuck out to me, but I'd like to share the post. And it may or may not still be up on my Instagram when you hear this podcast, because somebody slid into my DMs and we'll talk about that as well. So uh, I gave a shout out to the creator of the content because I always do that on my Instagram page. I don't want to steal anybody else's content, but when their content gives me pause for thought, I will share it and uh, create a conversation around it. Uh, if it is a creator I love who um, may not have a lot of visibility due to the size of their account, I have over 200 uh, followers, 200,000 followers on my account. I will share it in hopes that people will find them and boost their their content because I think what they share is amazing. And there are a few people on there and I'll always give them a shout out. Um, and I'll read the post. I will give you my thoughts and then I will share some of the comments because at this point in time, there's over 300 uh, comments on this post. Okay, so the post is um, Megan Markle, Colorism, proximity to whiteness and the assumed innocence. And I want to talk about that. Uh, I'm going to keep it really real as what the uh, creator has said. I have not and have no intentions on watching 
Harry and Meghan, so I won't pretend as though I've seen it. This post is more a response to the discourse I've been seeing uh, regarding the program, namely the presumed innocence of Meghan Markle and why it's a lot of BS in the opinion of um, this creator. Where do I begin? There was a tweet by a black scholar with a large following that essentially suggested Meghan Markle married for love and didn't do her homework about the family she married into. This opinion makes me wonder how many people do not understand how colorism and proximity to whiteness have benefits such as assumed innocence. Let's go over the original tweet that sparked these thoughts. I don't expect a wealthy, conventionally liberal actress to have the political education or the anti-racist, anti-monarchist, anti-colonial praxis of an activist, organizer, or radical intellectual. And then the response below it from this creator was, she does have a political education. That's what she majored in. She has a BA in international studies. She knew and knows about British imperialism. I would hope at this point in the world that we all, not just Meghan Markle, that we all know about uh, British imperialism, colonialism, and colonization. Really recently, the... um, The British have agreed to give back the Benin statues, which they stole hundreds of years ago and had in a collection at a museum. If you saw the first Black Panther, they make reference to it in that movie. But Britain has stole a lot of artifacts from the um, from the continent of Africa that is widely shown or belongs to personal collections of people who participated in the wealth that was generated by colonization. And many African nations have asked for their artifacts to be returned. And often Britain doesn't want to return the artifacts because people feel like they own them and they own other people's culture. And that is a podcast for another day. But this has been an ongoing conversation around imperialism and colonization. So if we're not in the 21st century aware of how the British monarchy is literally the OG of classism, um, has benefited from racism, had an integral part in um, the human trafficking of Africans from the continent, uh, I would say that aligns very, very closely with what the United States of America did with slavery, you know, concentrated in the South, but other places. And Canada also has a history of enslaving and uh, human trafficking, human trafficking of Black Africans. Um, so the, any country that has been colonized by Europe will have and uh, a tether, a sutra, a connection uh, to um, colonization, uh, human trafficking of Africans, uh, and and building the wealth of their nations off the backs of enslaved Africans. America did not go to from a new colony to a superpower in under a hundred years without the help of free labor through enslaved Africans. So I don't even feel that I need to qualify that statement. I don't feel that I need to um, educate people on that. I think that kind of stuff is fairly well known, even if you didn't go to school for it. I have a minor in history, and we never talked about that, to be honest, in my degree with a minor in history. We didn't even touch on that. We just talked about 
colonial history, who conquered who, who took what, but we never even touched on enslaved Africans. And, you know, as a, as a woman now, I would like to get a partial refund for my degree because I feel like I was lied to. But again, that's a story for another day. But I would hope at this point in the world that we are fully understanding that this presumed innocence that the royal family often projects around their racial, um, their racism, I guess, not even their racial, their racial degradation of the continent of Africa. Um, Let's not pretend that they don't know. I would assume everybody knows at this point, but whatever. Okay, I'm just putting that out there. Uh, which is learned via the internet and anywhere really, right? This is what the um, content creator is saying. You don't have to be a, a radical to not marry into a global colonial power. So I have feelings around that. You know, you fall in love with who you fall in love with. I can't imagine you didn't watch uh, the press terrorize uh, Princess Diana forever, or terrorize anybody. Um, the tabloid press in England is oppressive. And I read a statistic, I don't know if it's true or not, but the majority, and it would make sense to me, of the British tabloid press are white, and a very small minority of the British tabloid press are black or brown. So given that in and of itself, everything is going to be tinged with that white supremacist mindset especially when they were, you know, saying things like the princess straight out of Compton and, you know, making just, just really derogatory terms. It was definitely racist. And I, people can jump up, up and down and scream and cry and all that stuff. Um, the British were big benefactors of enslavement and they like to pretend or, or whitewash their history to start uh, at the abolition of slavery and be one of the first uh, major superpowers to abolish slavery, but they never talk about their own history of slavery and how Britain is wealthy because of the Caribbean. They enslaved tons of Africa. That's where my history with uh, enslavement starts. I'm from Barbados, which was one of the major sugar producers for Britain. And one of the places that was colonized and referred to as little England, because it was, uh, shaped in the idea of uh, of what England would be in the Caribbean. So that's my history. So continuing with this comment I'm reading, um, you don't have to be a radical to not marry into a global colonial bar. Or all this does is to remove the elements of intention and reject that she is fully responsible for whom she actively chooses to marry. So the question I would have here is, you fall in love with who you fall in love with. You can't marry them because they're part of an institution that is a colonial power that oppresses millions of people and continues to have a hold on colonialism fully into the 21st century. I'm sure she fully understood that but she loves a person. So I can't fault her for that. And the fact that they chose to step away from the Royal family and do their own work, I think is a testament to stepping away from that, like not being a part of that. But I think also not being fully educated by her mom, which in the documentary said, this was one of her biggest regrets in parenting that she didn't teach uh, Miss Markle, Meghan Markle, about racism that she might face. And then she was somewhat unprepared for the incredible backlash because as a light-skinned Black woman with proximity to whiteness, she might not get the same 
kind of reactions to her around racism that I would as a dark skinned black woman. So um, as a woman who has mixed children, my husband is white. I've raised both of my boys as black people because the world is going to see their blackness first before they see their whiteness. And my oldest son, there's no question of his um, ethnicity. You can look at him and see that he is a black person. Uh, my youngest son, who tends to favor more of his father, is lighter skinned, has looser textured hair. Um, he's racially ambiguous. He His skin tone is very similar to Meghan Markle. His hair texture, if you straighten it out, would be straight like hers. Um, she straightened hers out as well, because if you see pictures of her as a young child, she very much had um, hair texture that was similar to mine or my, my older son. And he's going to have different a different walk through life than my older son, right? Even though um, I've raised both of them as black men, because I don't think it serves them to mix them, uh, to raise them as mixed folks. And you might have your opinions on that. I, I know that people see their brownness first. And so I want to prepare them for stepping into the world where people are going to judge them based on their skin color and make assumptions about them based on that. So I digress. So I'm going to continue to read through the comments. Number two, she's in love and it didn't do her and didn't do her homework. It is what it is. She did her homework. This is what um, this creator is saying. Figuratively and literally, she decided that the rewards outweighed the risk. That is what it is. What's with y'all acting like a light-skinned, racially ambiguous woman or some innocent bystanders in the outcome of the roles they deliberately and intentionally choose to play? The committal to infantilizing this woman is largely due to her skin tone and the assumed innocence of those who are white or light skin. I find the way that people jump to defend light skinned and racially ambiguous women and protect them from backlash, the consequences of their own actions to be quite alarming and disturbing. This is certainly not to say that racism, anti-black racism, bias, or any form of mistreatment is justifiable or acceptable. Rather, this is to say that more than one thing can be true at one time, which is 100%. I agree with that. Yes, the royal family is racist. Yes, the Duchess of Sussex had an idea of what to expect upon entering into this family of colonial power. So this is what I'm reading from what this creator has said. I'm going to continue to read here. Suggesting that Meghan Markle is naive uneducated, ignorant, or simply fell in love is a brand of grace and benefit of the, a benefit of the doubt only bestowed to those with some sort of proximity to whiteness and power. No one accidentally marries into a global colonial power. This kind of grace is rarely extended to darker skinned, monoracial, non-ambiguous black women. B, for real. Okay. So I think all of those things can be true, but I also believe that she had a certain amount of protection with her complexion. Absolutely. We know this from colorism. We know this from the history of colorism as to what enslaved Africans were going to be working or had perceived easier jobs because of their skin tone, right? And we are fully aware of that. We are fully aware of that. But I think this is a nuanced conversation. And I think many things can be true at the same time. Um, I don't think all of the criticism should be laid at her feet. I think 
yes, she was fully aware. And it was, I think, relatively easy to see that Britain and uh, was going to react to her in a certain kind of way. And also, if you talk to anybody who's grown up in Britain, who is um, part of the global majority, who is of African descent, who is of who has brown skin, who is anything other than white, has had lived experiences of racism in Britain. Let's be clear. The monarch is a symbol of that white supremacy. It wasn't until, I believe, the 80s, and I could be wrong here and feel free to correct me if I am, um, Black people weren't allowed to work in the um in the, in the palace, it might've even been the sixties, but they, you know, they have certainly married or interbred with each other because they believed that they were superior and they could marry. And I, and I believe they used to call them commoners. Right. Um, so this is not this, this is old news, right. But there is, depending on your skin color and your proximity to whiteness, there is absolutely power. I'm not saying anybody accidentally marries into that but you do i would assume as an educated woman you kind of know what you're getting yourself into but not at the extent of the way she is harassed because she literally can do no right i really think that the british press and a lot of the british folks just want her to disappear from the radar right and i remember at the beginning of their relationship how everybody seemed excited that we were going to start to diversify the royal family that we were going to start to diversify the royal family, that there was going to be a change. But let's be honest, nobody was really ready for that change in their reaction to this woman, right? So I think a lot of things can be true. But I'm also tired of the vicious and racist tactics um, that are, are lobbied at her. Nobody deserves that kind of criticism all the time, right? And when we look at the British family, and I've said this already, they literally embrace the um, philosophy of white supremacy, right? And they use their say nothing, never explain, never complain to hold on to their power. By saying nothing, silence allows you to participate in the oppression. And let's be clear, they've oppressed a lot of people and they hold a lot of power and wealth and influence from oppressing large groups of people, right? Um, I remember when Prince William was called out for, you know, asking if he was a racist family and they say the royal family is not a racist family. And that was the end of it. Nobody presses them on proving to the world that they're not a racist family. Nobody picks apart um, what they do in any great detail around how they treat people who are not in their family, or they never, if, if they're a global power and they want to be a modern monarch, then they're going to have to address um, the racist policies. They're, they're, they're going to have to address how they created this power if they want to move forward and be relevant in the real world, because I think they're the most irrelevant um unnecessary institution. I can't believe that we run around calling somebody their Royal Highness. It sounds ridiculous to my ears. And they're, if they want to remain relevant, which they're not, they're going to have to own up to some shit. Like we are now in the 21st century. We can no longer be naive about how people gain power. We can no longer support institutions whose 
silence is how they address major global issues. If you are not participating in society, then you're not part of society and you're not necessary. You're not necessary. Silence is violence. And that whole idea, never explain, never complain, just allows them to be oblivious and allows them to continue to pretend to be naive about what's going on in the real world. Right. Surely, um, Prince William, and I, it pains me to say this, King Charles knows about their history. Surely they understand how people feel about them. Right. But I can't lay all the responsibility at their feet. Right. I don't feel, I don't feel like she was completely oblivious to this, but I honestly don't feel like she deserves the constant um, criticism that she's gotten. Right. But she has uncovered some truths that we have to look at. Right. When I heard that Prince, Prince Harry was marrying a black woman and then I saw Meghan Markle, I was like, yeah, you're totally, she's a, she's a black woman, even though if she doesn't identify as a black woman, as we can see, the world sees her as a black woman and she's never really had to confront that. And that is something, um, that has come full circle for her, right. Uh, that she has to confront the idea that even though she, she looks at herself like a mixed race person, the rest of the world doesn't necessarily, um, see her that way. Right. But it did give us a bird's eye view to how how much racism is thriving in the 21st century, right? But she also, I think Megan needs to have a real life conversation with her heritage, um, how she's benefited from light skin privilege or being um, racially ambiguous. And when... And how that feels to people who are not racially ambiguous. Like she's got a podcast called Archetypes. I haven't heard it, but it'd be great if she could speak on that, right? But anyway, these are just my thought. These are just my thoughts. If you're curious in the conversation, you certainly can jump into uh, onto my Instagram and check it out. There's a lot of people who've done quite a bit of work and research. Uh, the other thing I wanted to address is I had someone slide into my DMS and say to me, because I posted this on my Instagram for conversation, uh, that I apparently put this person at risk by sharing it with, um, my two, my 200,000 plus followers. And I thought to myself, I, you know, I put the content creator at risk who shared this think piece and they refer to it as a think piece, um, in their description of the video. And at first I was like, oh my God, did I do that? I feel really bad. And then I apologized. And then I thought to myself, this is a think piece. They put it out there for discussion. Uh, I'm fairly lucky that people who are in my community or my Instagram family aren't the type of people who uh, spread hate or go after somebody for sharing a, an opinion. I've been really lucky to have a group of people who are thoughtful and intentional and can have these really great conversations. And lots of people I respect have weighed in on the conversation. So I reached out to the creator and said, listen, I've shared it with my followers. I had thoughts. I wanted to share my thoughts. I wanted to hear your thoughts. I do diversity um, 
equity and belonging training. And I want to talk about relevant, current, real life situations that happen when we unpack what diversity and equity looks like, when we unpack understanding colorism, when we unpack what white supremacy looks like. I need real world examples. And I thought this was a really great conversation to put out in the stratosphere to have these real world conversations around what racism looks like, what colorism looks like, who benefits, what we can see in real life. Because a lot of us who are not exposed to um, colorism or don't have an idea what colorism is or isn't a person of color or doesn't belong to the global majority might not understand what this looks like, might not understand the context of this. So then I can refer back to these real world conversations. So I said to the person who reached out, who was concerned that I put somebody in harm's way, she put this out for discussion. I think it says, let's talk about it. And when she talks about it, she says, this is a think piece, right? Um, full think piece on Harry and Megan stuff. And, you know, so I feel if you put it on your Instagram um, as a think piece, then sharing it is okay because I'm encouraging people to tell me what they think. So what I wrote in my thoughts around this on my Instagram page is um, I in no way feel that Mark and Michael, Mark, Megan Markle just serves the hate and constant critique why the British public and others hate her so much is horrifying. This hate causes damage and puts her in harm's way. And that's simply not right. Because what they write about her encourages people who are altogether not in their own reality to come after her and threaten her life. And I just think that is completely unnecessary, right? We know, we watched the insurrection, we watched Nancy Pelosi's husband get injured. When we put out rhetoric out there that is hateful, it incites people to do damage. Hate speech creates violence. Hate speech creates violence. So I'm in no way um, condoning any hate speech. However, I'm interested in hearing other people's opinions on things. It gives me insight onto my own thoughts, right? Where do I fall in this conversation is what I'm thinking about. Where I might be lacking in perception and awareness. I pose these questions so that when I'm working on my own equity and diversity work, I know people's points of view. And I'm not really surrounded, hopefully, in an echo chamber. I kind of am because my community does really echo back a lot of the same sentiment. But we had a lot of really great critiques in this conversation. It gives me the opportunity to unpack numerous narratives. A lot of us suffer from a colonized mindset. This is a difficult topic and I appreciate people speaking up. I also appreciate critique. I appreciate conversation. I appreciate different points of view and reference. The royal family is are the OG of colonization and classism. They interbreed with each other because they feel superior and above everyone else. Historically, it's only been recently that they've stopped interbreeding, right? Camilla Parker Bowles, Meghan Markle, Kate, whatever her last name is, uh, the current Princess of Wales. Everyone's fascination with the monarchy is strange to me. And I've said that already in this podcast. And I wish the institution would be demolished. I think it's an unnecessary institution. It reminds me how colonization still exists and nobody's willing to apologize for it within the royal family, nobody's willing to talk about it. And I'm hoping that islands in the Caribbean, much like my island of orange and Barbados, relinquishes its connection to colonizer, colonial power, because there is a lot of pain and anguish in this, right? There's a lot going on in this. And 
people need truth and reconciliation in here. We can't pretend like these things aren't happening and they don't have an impact on modern life today. Okay. So this is me talking about someone sliding into my DMs and saying that I put uh, Dear Advocate in harm's way by starting this conversation where this person already started this conversation. I think there are great conversations going on in this thread. And when the creator of this um, content reaches out to me and asks me to take it down, then I will. But until that happens, if you're going to put out a think piece, I think it's fair that we all get to weigh in on the think piece. And I think the more people have this conversation, the more we start to unpack what's going on in modern day colonialism, because that's what we're talking about. But I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Please share with me your thoughts on it. I'm going to share this in on my Patreon. And I'm thinking uh, this podcast is sponsored by my Patreon, which where we unpack all of this stuff all the time. We talk about racism, how the ways colonialism still shows up. We talk about self-care and intentional well-being. I have book lists that we read about where some of these book uh, titles are just for fun. Other of these book titles are to encourage your thought process and to encourage critical thinking. Um, I'm an educator at heart. So this is a personal education um exercise for me on my Patreon, where we explore these more difficult topics. And I love to hear from you. If you're interested in reading more on this current conversation, it's going on on my Instagram page. As of today, I'm not planning on deleting it unless um, the creator, the original creator of the content has a problem or needs me to remove it, then I'll remove it. But until then, I feel it's a good conversation to have. Megan and Harry have put themselves out there um, in the stratosphere by having this Netflix special. People are allowed to have an opinion on it. I appreciate watching it or, you know, looking at their journey from, it was really quick how much the, the press loved her to how quickly they went on to hate her. And, you know, that relationship that the monarchy has with the tabloid press and the overt racism, you cannot deny it. And when I see white British commentators, especially white male British commenters telling me that the British family or the royal family is not racist, I'm like, how the hell would you know? Right? How the hell would you know? Have you experienced it? Can you have a lived experience of it where you could talk about it? Stop telling me or gaslighting me on my experiences. Anyway, that is my, I guess my rant for today around that. I'd love to hear from you. Please comment in the comments um, wherever you're listening to your podcast or feel free to come on my Instagram page, Diane Bondi Yoga Official. You can slide into my DMs and let me know what you think, or you can comment on the post, which I hope will still be there. It's been up uh, for a while, but I think these are good conversation questions. I do think we need to address, um, you know, colorism proximity to whiteness, gaining power, who has power. And the closer your proximity to whiteness, the closer you are to power. And let's just be honest about that. Okay, everybody. Thanks for being here. Thank you to Nicole, our uh, podcast producer. Thank you to my Patreon for sponsoring this. And just um, if you have a minute, like, comment, share. Okay, everyone. Take care. Until next time, be intentional about your well-being. Mm -hmm.